It's yep. the Dirty Sheets. We are back once again. It is Cav from the Lingus Mafia podcast, along with, of course, Billy Body from the Dirty Sheets. And we have a very special guest, someone who's almost as hated as much as Billy is. It seems everybody in this industry seems to be hated by some way or another. But uh, this is Zero News. This is X-Zero News as he goes by, and he is at News Zero on Twitter. That's what we'll call you because uh, you keep yourself very uh, secretive, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any reason for it? Yeah. Um, yeah, because of all the bloody constant trolling and whatever else you call it online, like, you know, especially when you have people like bloody Sean Rossat basically like going for you. And when he basically turned around and said at one point in time, I will find you and hunt you down basically. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he, he is uh, uh, unbelievable <laughs> with this stuff. This is Mr. Anti-bully everything, but everything I hear from every DM, he sends everybody, he yells at people, he attacks people. It is unbelievable. And as mm -hmm. people could tell that, uh, Zero news. He's from Alabama. You could tell with the, that accent. So uh, Sean Ross Sapp should start looking mm. for you in Alabama, first of all. Well, this is the thing. I, 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 in, <laughs> in retrospect, I, I wish that I had um, had done it the same way, as in like done it, done it the way that, that he did it in terms of just breaking the news and keeping it in the background because that's what's happened to me in terms of they dig up everything you've ever said oh you said this on this podcast oh you said something homophobic here in 2011 so so your news must be shit because you said this other thing which is nothing to do with wrestling and and yeah they, they just go through everything you know i've just had a patreon i've mm. uh, just had a patreon cancelled uh, which i'm sure was related to this fucking toxic community a verified twitter account gone again because of this toxic community but that's the thing. It's almost got to the point where it's like, well, fuck you. I won't quit now. Like, I know financially it makes more sense and it's safer to quit because everything I've built will be safer if I didn't touch wrestling at all. But I'm fucking stubborn as fuck, so I, I won't go now. Like, I've, I'm too far. I'm too mm. deep into this war with these people. But what I've noticed in the last few months especially and what gives me the most motivation is that people are jumping on this bandwagon and people are joining the war with, like, actual clout in terms of people that aren't these social justice warriors and people that aren't these woke idiots. And, and they're, they're not even, they're, they're woke they're woke in terms of on the public domain, but they're not actually really that person. It's all an act. But this whole like clan of people now are, are, are getting competition. Like Brad Shepard has a following, X-Zero has a following, me and Cav have had a following for ages. Obviously Russo, Cornet, mm. I know they don't get along, but I do see them as being on, this side of the fence in terms of they'll say what the fuck they want and they're not trying to, um, they're not trying to play it safe. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I do feel that it's worth doing now more so than it was when it was just me and Cav getting canceled over and over again and, mm. and having to come back. And now there's, there's a, there's a lot more people on it. I, at first I was resistant to that. I didn't go on with Brad Shepard at all. I was just like, you're just doing what I do. Like you're trying to be me. But now that's changed a lot where I now see that we need as many people as possible on this side. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that fully. So let me ask you a question that you may not want to answer um, because it's the right. one that I get asked, asked the most. And it's just a, it will start yeah. blunt and it will be blunt. And then I'll go into kind of how I answer it. And then you can ask, um, then you can answer. That's cool. So they always say, well, "Why do we trust you? Like, what, why should we? Why should we listen to your news? Like, why would you have any news or whatever?" And for me, it's very, very simple because I then just throw the question back and say, "Why the fuck would they talk to a seventy-year-old man who openly has a fucking dirt sheet? He's the most famous dirt sheet writer in the world. Has gone on, has buried Vince McMahon during the entire steroid trial. Buried Vince McMahon when Chris Benoit killed himself. Why the fuck?" Would any employee be caught talking to Dave Meltzer? What is the common sense in that is how I answer back. And as for my answer for myself, is mm. very, very simple. Did Big Brother in 2007, it's the same PR company as the WWE, was doing work with WWE, appearing on the house shows. As I was at the hotel, I saw that these guys just drank in their hotel. And after doing this for a few days, mm. I was like, why the hell do you guys never go out or anything? And it was explained to me that... 
they don't know how to go about it. Like they don't want to be in a queue. They don't want to be queuing up anywhere. They don't want to make their own phone calls and say, oh, hey, it's us and we're WWE. We want to come to the club or the strip club or whatever. So they needed mm. somebody who knew people. Like, Because, like, you know, from being in Big Brother, it was easy for me to to, to know every, a person in almost every city that would, that would hook us up. So towards the end of the, the house shows, like they had a, they, they started to leave their hotels. And as they stayed in contact with me, I actually evolved into the club promoter myself in London. So that's how we mm. formulated the relationships in terms of, they would call me when they came over here. Where can we go out? Can you get us on this the guest list here? Can you sort out any alcohol? Um, can you sort out, other things um, possibly, which I won't get into. And that's how the relationship grew. And then it evolved again in 2014 through a very simple conversation about sports betting because I moved on to Sports Garden Podcast. And um, they realized, well, during the conversation, I told them that um, John Cena was a massive underdog to beat Bray Wyatt and which they all knew that Cena was going over and they all wanted to bet on it, which the ironic thing was is that... Um, Brock Lesnar was a 10 to 1 underdog and The Undertaker was a 1 to 66 favorite to beat Brock Lesnar, which means you had to put $66 on The Undertaker to win $1. And nobody knew yeah. that Brock was going over, but everybody knew that Cena was going over as an underdog. So they all wanted to open up betting accounts, and to which I put them onto a guy at the Sports Gambling Podcast who helped them um, get their bets on. So this yeah. is very much how I established my contacts. I have real relationship with people, real friendships with people, um, drinking buddies, party buddies, favors exchange, betting advice. Um, I get tickets back in exchange. I get told bits and pieces. It's, the, it's, it's, a, it's a real relationship. It's a relationship that men mm. have. Real men go out there and they make friends with other men and we help each other out and we, we, we chat shit and we, we rarely actually talk about wrestling either with most of these people. But, as I said, these are the relationships they've been formulated through, through uh, going out and about, through British wrestling, through, um, through, through sports betting, through real means that the same relationship that I have with Cav, uh, who I've been doing shows with now for, fuck, I don't know how long, maybe six, six or seven years, is the same relationship mm. I have with these guys. So that, in itself, makes it easy to get information. And I've been always wide open about it. I haven't said who gives me information. I haven't said, like, what information I get from what person or whatever. Like, some people think they know. They don't. Um, but but I'm, I'm, I'm open about how everything is snowballed. But when it comes to you, obviously, being somebody from the UK um, who hasn't been mm. on this television show and hasn't got that profile who was, you know, essentially introduced to these wrestlers the way I was. Um, what would your answer be to the same question where they say, why, why, why who's telling you anything? Or, or can you not answer it at all in any way? Um, well, all I'll say is I, I've had some of, the, some of the ones which I've got, because I've got a few people. I don't have just one like some people have. I've got no, like, I say, you know, I, say um, I can't, I, I find yeah. it's very tactical. You may feel the same mm. way. Like I can't go to the same person twice in, in, you know, in, yeah. a, in, in a week. Like it's just, you know, you need yeah. to know, Oh, Hey, how are you? Have you heard about this? Or yeah. what have you heard about this? And then you go, then you, you circle and out, you go from like yeah. cam cameraman to creative guy, to a wrestler, to, 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 to a marketing yeah. guy, like to someone that I know at the, at the kids magazine, you actually get a lot of information up front yeah. surprisingly. Um, so yeah, I, I circle it around I, that, that a hundred percent is something you need to do. Yeah. But no, I've, um, uh, actually, you'll be uh, surprisingly. Um, I've had two of mine actually. They started following me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's like really random and stuff." Like the, just these random accounts which I didn't know anything about. Drop into my DMs and that, and then turn around and say, "Hey, look, you know, I can you can vet this with me and stuff." And they actually sent me stuff to prove that they were WWE employees. Mm -hmm. That, um, and you know, they gave me some stuff which I was able to vet and find using my previous guy which I was always using because I've always I've had one guy which I've always used in that I won't go into how you know how I've known them and everything but um but yeah that was my main guy and I double checked it with him and yeah like I said these people they just jumped into my DMs and that I was like yeah you know we want to help you do this because we think the big names are getting too big so we want to sort of bring mm. smaller ones into the frame you know bring you up bring you up in that basically by giving you good stuff and that by giving you stuff that 
you know, the likes of like Fightful, PW Insider, you know, all the all the big ones and that, that they wouldn't have like extra little bits because they even said, you know, half of it. I had exactly the same thing happen. Like it was a case of mm. like, so we, I always get this lecture from Conan um, on, on K100. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, if you stop going after the fans or if you stop, if you stop insulting the wrestling community, if you like calm it down and, you know, then, then, you, you know, you'd be a lot more successful. And it's like, no, actually like I pop the guy, I pop my sources, like my sources mm. enjoy me going after day. My sources enjoy me going after sap and they used to enjoy it ryan sat and they don't like these people and when i'm out mm. there like attacking them like that is the way that i will receive more information so it's like a double-edged sword i can't grow because i'm seen as being this um antagonist and this person who um you know just um insults the other dirt sheet writers and, and insults the wrestling community but this is what is making my sources laugh and they find it hilarious and they'll continue yeah. to give me the news to keep me alive. Like, cause now it's a situation where if I don't have accurate news, um, then I'm just the guy who everybody hates, who also is getting everything wrong. Then I'll go away. So they'll, they'll keep me alive yeah. by doing that. But, but stylistically they, they want it to be done this way and I want to do it this way as well. So, you know, when Conan says, Oh, if you just do this, if you just do that. And I'll say, yeah, but my guys will be bored. If I stop attacking Sean Ross Sapp and I stop attacking and I stop attacking Dave Meltzer, the guys who give me news will be yeah. bored. They'll get, they'll be bored and they'll be like, "Oh, he got boring. Let's stop talking to him." Uh, so I, I had exactly this, a similar situation. Yeah, yeah so, that, that's main, that's mainly how I got a few of mine in that. So yeah, sorry, go on, oh, sorry. Yeah. So on. let me ask you when when you're getting all the information from people who are reliable and everything like that, and as we know, like Billy's had the same deal where. You'll hear something and it won't happen. And now you got to hear shit because you put it out there and people go, oh, I mm -hmm. told you so. How do you deal with that? Do you go back to your guy and go, what the fuck was this? What happened? I mean, how do, how do you usually deal with it? Is that pretty much how it goes? And then they just say, yeah, these fuckers change it last minute on us. Basically, yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I literally just went up to like one of the ones which I've had. I literally just went. As soon as it didn't happen, as soon as something didn't happen, I was like, "What the hell was that?" Basically, like, did it change or something? And they just went, "Yeah, plans changed. Jesus. Triple H changed it literally just before the show, or you know, Triple H changed it, whatever." And I was just like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so what was one of your What was one of your biggest ones that you put out that didn't happen? Rock. Think, you had a bad night at the Rumble, didn't you? Yeah, the Rumble night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Rock was, was night, supposed yeah. to show. That one was. And here, and here's, and here's where I'll defend him because. There's some. Sh I got him on here because I said last week. I said to you, I, I, I'll be honest. I said that like he's not always right. Like he, I, I feel that I'm. I've been more right because I actually do play it safe. I mean, safe to the point where one year I got a story that John Cena was in a mixed tag and I didn't report it, and it was right. And I and I sat on it because it was like this sounds stupid, so I didn't report it. But like I play a little bit safer than, than, than you. But I said. On last week's show, I said, but when he gets some of the stuff he gets right, it's so ridiculous and so niche and so has to come from inside the company that there's no way he doesn't have source. I said, because like it's so specific that he definitely has a source. So I defended you, but you're now more famous or more, more known because this is how toxic the community is for the bad night at the Rumble. That almost gave you more notoriety and because yeah. they want that notoriety to be oh he sucks remember what he did at the rumble well, what about the fucking 50 things he had right yeah. beforehand and and the, and, and the 10 yeah. of them that were ridiculous no 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 he's finished he fucked up the rumble <laughs> so yeah that, that 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 is if they want to mm. bury you dave can be 10 percent right and you can be 10 percent wrong but he's better than you because he supports yeah. all the right causes well, well this this is the thing is obviously going back to the rumble as well this is what really annoyed me as well is the information that i got about rock basically being there i got told by three different people um those three different people are in three different departments in the company mm -hmm. so my argument is if three different departments have heard the same news then surely there's some truth behind it somewhere you know if if, if three different people are telling me the exact same information i'm going to report that so I, basically, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't go all in as you, but the thing that was the thing that was coming out to me was he's doing it, he's doing it, he's like he's doing it. Don't worry, he's mm. doing it. Like, well, why is he doing it? He goes, he needs to do it. 
He needs to do it for the XFL. He needs to promote this. He wanted to do it this year. He didn't want to do it last year. He wanted to do it this year. And as we have talked about last week, the XFL was not well promoted. The XFL did not do well this weekend. The XFL did a bad rating. It was badly attended. And if The Rock can spin it however he wants and he can go out there and he can be fucking The Rock on the field, which is the biggest criticism of the first Mm. XFL was is that the Rock was out there in the first place, and it was just felt like an extension of WWE. And you know, the sports people said we didn't want to see Vince McMahon. We wanted this to be a serious alternative to the NFL. And as soon as Vince McMahon was out there, people were turned off to it. Mm. Well, The Rock did the same thing, yeah. but instead he did it to a half-empty stadium with 1.5 million people watching on TV. So the sources were right. He did need the WWE, and he didn't have the WWE machine behind him. And again, I think. The Rita Chatterson thing did not help. Uh, I knew that he was like, you know, there was some issues with that and they were asking for clarification in terms of what could potentially come out and what his face could be pinned to over the next four months whilst he was doing television. Um, I knew Fox were, uh, you know, not very happy that he's not on the television because he was supposed to be. And this is something that's been promised and postponed for a while. So, yeah, I, 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 I got stuff along mm. the same line. But as we move forward, the thing that I'm most mm. confused about, and sometimes I don't know if you find yourself in this position where you want a story, you want to be at the forefront of a spe- specific story, and nobody can yeah. give it to you. And at the moment, the one that I can't get is what direction they're going in with the with the championships at WrestleMania. Now, here's why. Yeah. Here's the two. Here's the issues. So, first and foremost, the plan for a while was for Cody to win the Money in the Bank in Las Vegas. He was all over the advertising. He was supposed to win the money yeah. in the bank. And uh, he was supposed to cash in on the winner of Rock versus Roman Reigns so that both of those guys could immediately be off television because Roman Reigns was mm. promised that WrestleMania 39 was the end of the reign and that he would be able to take a four-month vacation. And obviously, The Rock yeah. knew that WrestleMania 39 would be the end as well. So we, we've known for, for nearly a year that Cody would be leaving that event with the titles uh, through the money in the bank cash in. Now, over the course of the year, a lot mm. of this was changed to, well, Cody's going to win one belt, like we're going to separate the titles and Cody's going to just win one title yeah. on one night and and the Rock and Roman are going to battle for the other belt on the other night. And, uh, you know, eventually now the Rock's not doing it and it is unification. So I'm confused mm. with, do they go with Cody and give Roman this time off or do they continue to go with the person who is head and shoulders above everybody in merchandising yeah. at the moment by a mile. And and this even goes like beyond, I mean, it's not even close. And the signing of Bray Wyatt has been such a, a failure on this occasion where he briefly broke into their top five and is now out of mm. it and is not returned. And when you look at the top five, Cody's in there because Cody has everything for sale at every show. Um, so he's yeah. obviously forced his way in. Becky's uh, Becky's become somewhat of a ever present for for girls and mums and whatnot. So she'll she'll always be there uh, for at least for the time being. And then Sammy um, has overtaken Bray Wyatt and the other and the other one that's sort of constantly in there, um, which people which are stunned about. And the person who never leaves the top five. Uh, is is, is um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And and also just outside mm. of that is John Cena. So you're looking at Bray Wyatt signed off the back of his merchandise numbers and he's hovering around sixth or seventh place, um, selling less merchandise than mm. John Cena, who's not even in the company. And obviously, but we know all his stuff is always kept at shows and always on the website. Mm. And then you've got Stone Cold Steve Austin still in the top five because everywhere you go, is Dallas three sixteen, Pittsburgh three sixteen, uh, Brooklyn three sixteen, and and they buy and everybody still buys that shit. And Austin hasn't left the top five since they created it. So this is a big problem because mm. you bought Bray in to to you know because you know he's not in, he's not been signed for his ring work. He's been signed to to move shit, and he's not moving shit. So yeah. and, and Cody is not, is doing okay but he's nowhere near Roman and he's nowhere and as far as when you're comparing so Cody has mass quantities but but Cody but mm. Sammy has one t-shirt and if you take Sammy's t-shirt versus Cody's t-shirt Sammy's t-shirt is destroying Cody's t-shirt but Sammy only has one t-shirt and Cody has four t-shirts and and dog tags and caps and it's hard to measure 
who's the biggest star? I, I would say it's Sammy if you look mm. at the ratings on, on SmackDown and Raw well, when he's on. Yeah. But, you know, the one, the guy who's the undisputed number one is Roman Reigns. How do you take that person off television at this point in time just to go along with whatever you plan to do a year out when it's clearly the wrong time? Yeah. Well, from from my side, I don't know. Have you, have you seen on today some of the reports that have come out um, reference Gunther on that um, from WrestleVotes? He's, um, no. WrestleVotes today has, has reported that uh, Gunther is in line for a world championship run. Um, apparently, they all want him to do world championship runs. So, personally, what I can see, and when I asked earlier one of my guys, Dataman, I said, well, what they've heard as well is that it's going to be Gunther versus Roman at um, SummerSlam. And that's potentially where they take the belts off Roman. Is there a bit of be by Gunther rather than Cody? Because apparently some of them in the business don't believe that Cody's worth it yet, um, worthy of it yet or something. That's what I was told. Um, I, I don't that, um, rate Cody, but somehow I think that would be worth like, worse. Do you, I don't see the... Mm. Cav, do you see this Gunther thing? Because I'm just not into it at all. No, I get it when he was heavier. He he needs to put on some mass. Th- that's the problem for mm. me. He's He just looks tall and frail because he lost so much weight. And I mean, I know he was a chubbier kind of guy, right? But it, if, and then also at the same time you go, so is who's the heel in this? And who, I mean, I think people will be cheering Roman just because he's the cool heel, but I, mm. you know, that's a little bit of a problem having a, these two, and that's who yeah. takes it off him to, you know, you want to skyrocket someone, I get it, but it's weird that it'd be mm. the heel that's skyrocketed like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just obviously, like I said, that's what um, that's what WrestleVotes apparently earlier on, is that it was something to do with, like, um, Triple H and Road Dog and everyone like that want to push Gunther, and he's in line to be the next one to take the championship. Um, if they decide to split the belts, then he'll take one belt. If they don't decide to split the belts, then he'll have a championship run at least in 2023. By summer, it says on it. So, you know, what, what do you just gen- obviously assume in SummerSlam. What, what do you generally feel about, how do you generally feel about his booking in terms of, do you, do you think it's been this mass improvement that he's given credit 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 for, or is it just the this narrative that, you know, once there's a narrative out there and, Sean Ross Sapp and these people decide to run with it, then everybody just piggybacks it on because right. I've noticed that not a lot of people have their own opinions. Like it seems like there's a narrative out there and people will just follow it. Mel- Meltzer will start um, giving matches yeah. higher stars and he'll go along and say that Triple H is much better than Vince and everything makes a lot more sense and Alvarez will join in and and then Sapp will find reasons to um, to go along with it as well. But I, I'm not convinced and I've never been convinced. Yes, I mean, some loose ends are, are tied up and we don't just leave one story to another. But this whole thing with intertwining mm. stories, like Ray was feuding Dominic and then he had a break to go after Karrion Koss while he was still feuding Dominic. And Lashley's in the middle of the mm. thing with Lesnar. But instead of finishing it off at WrestleMania, you're going to save it for Saudi and they're going to have two different matches. Like, I think it sucks. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. get it. And generally, I still think this is a a show which is packed full of too much wrestling I don't care about. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, personally, in my eyes, Roman shouldn't be dropping those belts at WrestleMania. He's, that, as, as I've been saying to people throughout most of the day and a couple of other ones as well, come WrestleMania, he's going to be about 40 days away from the 1,000s. Mm. They've, been, they've been building him up to that. So why why would they be stupid enough to take the belts off of Roman 40 days before he hits the 1,000? If they're going to take it off him, do it after the 1,000 days. That's the easiest way. What about this element of Roman doesn't really care about that kind of fake stat because it's not a real sport. Mm. And Roman's just like, hey, fuck you. I want my holiday. Like you said, like I'm yeah. going, I'm, I'm taking time off after this and... And that's and that's it. Yeah. Like, what if you know, where you know, as wrestling fans, we're like, oh, that would be that record would be so cool, and we all walked around mm. with our our toy, you know, WWF belts, and you know, I know Cab still, yeah. still still probably wears his. Listen uh, to you <laughs> over here. I see you going but, to all but, these getting toys signed. Don't tell me about a belt. Uh, listen, I, <laughs> I know you like. I know you walk around naked at the Winged Eagle. Um, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, if it's the Winged Eagle, that's excusable then, of course. <laughs> But 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 yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. Like he he may not think like that. Like he obviously this is a this is yeah. a 
a football guy who but he got into wrestling. But wrestle every, like he doesn't have to be there to even get those extra 40 days. He might have to show up two times in that time, just showing up, not even having matches. So it's kind of like, hey, mm. you don't even have to, we're not asking you to, you know, be here every week for TV. Maybe every two to three weeks, show up on TV and talk. But then, does, that not go against, does that not go against desperately what they want, which is having at least one cha- at least one championship on the road? Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, obviously, if Roman wants his break, then yeah, give it to him. But personally, I just feel they rushed Cody back. Obviously, he was off injured for eight months and that. Um, they literally shot, they shoved him back in at number 30 in the Rumble, brought him, back, brought him back in, got him to win the Rumble, bang, done, he's got, he's dethroned in Roman Reigns, the most dominant champion going at the moment, basically. It's too, that's my personal opinion anyway. Yeah, so you feel it would be an anticlimactic end, there's not really a big story there, like Cody, mm. Cody comes yeah. back and, and wins for his dad. Well, what do you think of the dad stuff? I've, I've moaned about it for weeks in terms of we can't do anything, we can't get any heat without his dad. Everybody uses the dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Heyman this week went for the went for the wife, which I thought was better. Yeah. But but every every other yeah. week it's just been dad, dad, dad. I, I feel that the longevity just, just isn't gonna be there in terms of like I, I don't know how yeah. this guy can you know, this this guy's um this this guy's gonna be good enough to generate heat from angle yeah. to angle. Whereas like, you know, going with the alternative, okay, say Roman takes a break, right? Um, he can still yeah. come back, and if Randy Orton comes back, um, everybody would like to see Randy win one more championship. That that Randy yeah. Orton and Roman Reigns hasn't been done properly as a as a long term feud. I know they've wrestled back at the SummerSlam. Uh, I can't remember what year, two thousand fifteen or sixteen, I believe. Uh, they, they, I, I think mm. it, no, fourteen it was two thousand fourteen. They wrestled, um, but it, but it was no, it was yeah. a nothing match. It was the um, it was the piss break match before the before the main event. I mean, that's really the yeah. only major program that they've had. Like Orton, Orton versus Roman is money. Seth versus Roman, like in a proper feud for months, is money. Um, mm. You know, going back to Jey Uso, that's money. Doing get maybe yeah. getting the Rock to actually do it is 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 money. The Sammy rematch is is money. There's, there's, there's money all over the place. And when people are now charting fuck you Roman, whereas before, yeah. for so long, as I mentioned on the show over and over, he was a cool heel. Like, guys wanted to be Roman, which means that you can't fully boo him with all your heart when you're wearing his T-shirt, right? Um, I think I think yeah. the only place where... I mean, even, even here in the UK, it's like, did we really want Drew McIntyre to win? I mean, I fucking know the guy. And I, and I, mm. and I wasn't, I was torn about the result as well. Like, so it, yeah. I just don't feel that they built up those opponents at that point where anybody really wanted him to lose. Now people are saying, fuck you, hope, mm. fuck you, Roman. And he's being a real piece of shit. And people really did want Sammy to win and, and they didn't. Like, I think if you yeah. can get past Cody, you can set up some really hot feuds where people really want Seth to win and people really want Randy yeah. Orton to win and like, you know, really, really want it like bad. And then you don't give it to them. Maybe he could fucking, you know, edge could put his career on the line. Like you did career versus title along the way and he can retire edge and, and, and have all yeah. of these different things over the next 12 months. Whereas what's Cody going to do? Nothing. He's going to, yeah. yeah. he's going to, he's going to feud um, mid carders who they're going to have to elevate as heels like because nobody's nobody's mm. really ready apart from you know you could maybe yeah. do a quick feud with um you could maybe you know have lashley as your first number one contender and and, and beat him um and that's it like you you would then be looking at turning guys and and rebooting them you know looking at someone like a drew mcintyre who hasn't been healed for a long time you'd be looking at turning drew and and trying to create and manufacture a feud out of that it's hard mm. it's hard for me to look at yeah. the television without Roman on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, personally, um, and I, again, I was talking to somebody earlier about this as well. Um, the best idea, probably if they wanted to push Cody that much is give him, give him the loss at WrestleMania. So he has that loss. So then he can then get the bad stuff out of the way. Cause around and say, Oh yeah, you know, I failed it. I didn't achieve what I wanted to do. And then give him a year from mania to mania have him winning matches, have him doing feuds and stuff like, you know, literally building back up again. So rather than where he is at the moment, where he's just been thrown into it, just ha- have him take the loss at, th- at Mania 39, have him build back up match after match after match, you know, and stuff like that. Then WrestleMania 40, 
whoever's champion come then, have him take the belt then, if need be. Because then you, he's, at, he's been out there for a year. He's fought everyone for a year. You know, physically, there is nobody else left. If Roman's still champion at WrestleMania 40, final boss way, basically. That's, That's the way personally what I said to somebody earlier. Yeah, that would that would make the most sense. Like, I mean, because you've got all of this money to make with with Roman for a year, and then let's see where like Cody is in a year's time. He might not even be hot. I mean, it might be a case of where you need to turn Cody into a heel. I mean, and then at that point as well, like you know, you may have other people in this company who may be able to who, who may be working with Cody in different and more interesting things because other than Rollins, he hasn't even worked with anybody else. How can you just have no. one feud with Rollins and win the Royal Rumble? I mean, by the end of the year, he could be having, he could be working or having a feud with, or even being in a faction with the, the young bucks and, and Kenny Omega, because mm. Omega's not staying at AEW. I don't think, I think that, that they, they've had to um, exercise the clause where they, extended um they made him they now he's now working time that he missed now those contracts don't really even have that clause because if they do then suddenly like you would be doing that with with cm punk and when everybody's looking at punk being a free agent um in 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 about um what is it like six or seven months time and only and you know when Mm. he's cleared when he's cleared punk's only supposed to be able to work for the final four months and me and cab were talking about whether you know, he would even whether they would bring ever bring him back to TV to work four months. But if they do have the capacity to exercise this com- exercise these um, these clauses where you need to work the time you missed, like they're doing with Kenny, then um, then they mm. can do that with CM Punk. But ultimately, eventually, if you're having to do that and he's not signing a new deal, then he could be coming to WWE. Then what happens? Do you then then is, is Kenny and Roman more interesting for next year's WrestleMania? Can Kenny come straight in and do that? Does Kenny go into a feud with with Cody? Is there's anybody who is a casual wrestling fan to give a fuck about Kenny? Because I've watched AW since it started, and I just don't get the hype. Like I knew that he was like Mister Fucking Six and Seven Star Match, and you know Dave Meltzer was was mm. stick, getting his steep, sheet sticky over him, but I never fucking I never never saw it at all. Cav, what do you think? Like you you watched you, you, you like that show more than I do. Yeah, I, I I like it for the content, and uh, I don't know. It has they're completely different feels between the two shows, and I like an alternative. I'm God knows I make fun of them <laughs> constantly. The thing is, like with certain guys, because I my running joke is always like. Um, I've liked Kenny Omega since ROH. That's why I first saw him when he was like a fucking mid-nobody. And I thought he was really good then. And he was doing some Ryu shit from like Street Fighter. That was his thing walking to the ring all the time. But I thought, actually, I thought I he realize, was a good talent. As you're talking, I realize we never talk about this because we've never talked about your your girl page and the stuff, that, the shit that they're doing over there. I realize like we've never had that conversation because they're getting buried online. But we, we have to we have to mm. touch on that next week. We'll, we'll give it some time. But yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I always thought he was a great talent. And it's funny because you see these trio matches with him and the Bucks, and I could give a shit about, you know, the Bucks and everything. But, I mean, quality of, like, my God, the shit that – that's gone on. It is a real weird thing because I can appreciate their talent of what they do, but I don't care still. <laughs> um, I would care much more about Omega coming over than I would care about the bucks coming over. Yeah. But what do you see him as this comparison where people are like when they were, when they were both champions at the same time, there were things going, oh, who's the who's the better champion, oh, like no, Roman no. or Kenny? Like, no. no, that no, and, and not- it, to me, size always has a lot to do with it. Um, when somebody looks the part more so, I mean, Kenny's not some slouch, but he's not a big tall guy. He's more of a he's put together, but he's not. Um, it's not as an, an impressive look for me. Have we lost? No, <laughs> I'm still here. Is Billy still there? Or did he disappear? Yeah, I'm okay. still no, he's still there. I, thought, I, oh, okay. I could hear a buzzing. I was hearing I buzzing too on my oh. side, but yeah, yeah. we barrel through yeah. it. But yeah. so I was there then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So you, so you don't, you don't put him in that level at that caliber of talent. You just think he's a good hand. Yeah, I do. I think he's a good hand, and I also think a lot has to do with how somebody is booked by far. Because, I mean, we see Sammy is a fine hand of wrestling. Would you ever have seen him in a main event uh, before a storyline? Storyline 
changes so much for everybody. Storyline makes or breaks people by far. I mean, they have the power to just have somebody lose constantly, and you could be the best worker that there's ever been in the world. If Shawn Michaels lost every match, you'd be like, he's Dolph Ziggler then. Without a storyline, Shawn Michaels is Dolph Ziggler. It's great quality wrestler and shit for story and always lose. That's what it would be. So you could make somebody with a storyline the same way as look at what Cody was before he left. He had kind of shit storylines. They turned him into Stardust. They didn't do shit. They kind of push him into something and give him stories. It's like, oh, okay, now I see that he's doing something. So it, it's a lot of time for me. It's the guy, the puppet master, you know, playing with his toys and making a storyline that makes the person, really. Um, we're running a little bit long. There was a question I wanted to, to ask um, X-Zero before, before we, just, you know, if we run out of time. Um, I saw a tweet that you put out on Monday. Yep. And... It's different information to me, so I just want to see, you know, where where we're going here. Um, you said that the almost thing for Brock was was a swerve. Um, I actually believe it might be the genuine direction. I'm but I feel it's like, a swerve. That, yeah. So, what what makes you think that it's that, that it's a swerve? And do you feel that if it's not a swerve, that perhaps they're going in this direction because it's a case of the Rock's not doing it? The tickets are sold for this show anyway. Um, we, you know, whether The Rock yeah. sold them, whether Roman sold them, it doesn't matter. Uh, we, we got, we got our money. So, shall we just start thinking ahead to the Saudi Arabia show, where we may not have Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar is a potential main event in a stipulation environment, such as a Hell in a Cell or something that you can yeah. appease the Saudis with. Um, is, is what my understanding is all, but but you but you feel that almost won't end up being the opponent because I, I I I think he actually will be. Yeah, it's it's just um, what it is is again going back to um, when multiple people are, ten, are telling you. I've had two of my guys all week literally tell me it's a swerve. That's all they've been saying to me is it's a swerve. They've been hinting it. It's possibly going to be um, Brock versus. Uh, Gunther um, as a one-off. That's what they were basically saying. They wanted to try and elevate Gunther up, and that's then where they were leading, obviously, into this um, WWE Championship opportunity uh, by putting him in there with Brock. And in fact, I've just checked back on my messages whilst we've actually been on this, and I even asked again yesterday. Um, it was early morning, uh, and I was told uh, almost. Uh, their message back from two of them again, the same two was almost challenging Brock is not happening. It's a swerve. And one of them actually worked for raw, obviously what? Well, okay. And I'll say they're raw creative that they're actually part of raw creative. This person is. And all they kept saying to me is Brock and Omos is a swerve. Basically. Well, I mean, that, that's not the info I, I, I got, but I mean, I can, mm. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they looked on the internet and it ended up being a swerve by Monday because the reception to it is pretty poor. And I know sometimes that can influence yeah. how things are changed, especially when Triple H is trying to be the, the modern day Paul Heyman. Mm. Like I can see him succumbing to, um, you know, but, but what, what, what the public want, especially when um, this kind of small audience uh, do kind of, can dictate it more than they should. I don't think that you yeah. should book for them. Not, not that I necessarily feel that Olmos is the right direction to go in, but I feel there's no more, no, numerous circumstances where you shouldn't listen to this audience at all because there's a, a wider casual audience out there. Um, and perhaps if you're trying to generate people in the LA area, in the, in the um, California market, and you want them to have an interest in WrestleMania, perhaps Olmos and Brock Lesnar looks good on, on a poster for, to, for people that don't, really watch wrestling um but but yeah i mean i think if they change it it could be partially down to the fact that it's received such a poor response but mm. do, do, do you feel that like the response is 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 is, is warranted at this point like there is there no way that they belong in the ring together based on the way that maybe almost wrestles based on the way that yeah. um almost um 
has been has been booked in terms of he's not a big enough star to be in that position. Um, perhaps like yeah. Braun Strowman could be uh, another way to go because he doesn't have an opponent. Like there are other people that he could work with, and mm. and essentially why are we doing this swerve? Like I know Saudi Arabia is ahead and you might need a match for it, but you can't just do that. You can't just save a match. This is WrestleMania. You have to give us the match that makes sense. Like Lashley got low blowed. You can't start Lashley and Bray Wyatt and and do Brock Lesnar versus Almas when, when the feud is, I mean, you can, but you shouldn't do that at WrestleMania. No. Yeah. I mean, personally, I, I just don't think it makes sense. What, why, what, What's the reasoning behind Brock and almost obviously, yeah, maybe the Lashley thing and the Hurt Business thing, but officially they haven't joined back up again on TV yet. They Lashley still hasn't officially joined the Hurt Business. So what, I know obviously they're trying to build it back up, but at the moment it makes no sense. And going back it's to a way to build said, Brock back up because right. Brock Lesnar has mm. had one win since Triple H took over. It was a fluke yeah. on, on some sort of... Um, pinfall that he got out of a Paul Nelson counter, I believe, in Saudi. So he's had one mm. win. He's been booked pretty badly. A short run in the Rumble. Got himself disqualified um, at the last pay-per-view. I mean, he had a decent showing at SummerSlam. That was a really good match, and it took a lot of people to beat him. But since then, I think this is the poorest booking of Brock Lesnar that I've ever seen um, yeah. since, since. And we're talking about the guy debuted in 2002. And he was booked as a monster immediately. Um, I, I, yeah. I know that he was involved in a feud with Goldberg where he had to drop the belt to Eddie Guerrero. I still don't think that's as bad as this. I think this is the worst. Brock Lesnar has never meant less than he does right now. I He's disagree. Completely irre- you, I, on, I only disagree because um, the other time I remember that they really made Brock look like garbage was right before he went on his tear and when he beat The Undertaker. Like, he came back, and he lost to Cena, then he lost to Triple H, and it was like, they're just bringing him in, and he's just losing every match. Like, it was like, why is this guy something? He's he's nothing anymore. And then then they, they had him beat Undertaker, which we thought that was going to be the next loss, because it was like, oh, they just keep having him come in to lose. And then he won, and then it was, from there, a, a tear. But I, I totally get what you mean. About- but he did, he did, he did exchange wins with Triple H, and he did win the feud with CM Punk prior to the Undertaker match. But it did seem like, yeah, you're right in terms of that Punk win. Seemed like it was like, okay, so you lost to Cena, and um, you lost one to Triple H. He did win the feud with Triple H two one, but going into the Punk match, he was two and two. His record in WWE was two and two. Um, two, one lost to Cena, one lost to P- Triple H, uh, two wins over Triple H. Then he had the Punk match, and it was like, okay, we need to put a couple of wins on him. If you remember, he won the Punk feud, and then he had an absolutely meaningless Royal Rumble match with Big Show, just so it was like, okay, you're four and two now. Go and lose to, go and lose to, go and lose to Undertaker. So it was like they were putting the wins on him so he could actually even face Undertaker mm-hmm. because they booked him into such a position by losing his debut to Cena and losing at last year's WrestleMania, that they were like, shit, we need to send him on a tear. And suddenly from being one and two, which was um, one, one, one all with Triple H, uh, he lost to Cena. He beat Triple H at SummerSlam with the armbar. Then then he lost to Triple H at WrestleMania 29. And he was like one and two in his first year. And it was like, shit, we want to do the match of Undertaker next year. So then they put him on a tear where he didn't lose a match for the rest of the year. Um, mm. But it was very much a case of, Oh, they're they're only giving him these wins so that he can even fucking face Undertaker. But I agree with you to a certain extent. He wasn't a good start, but it definitely was, still wasn't as bad as this. This is so bad. He means nothing. If he's, if he's not on WrestleMania, it doesn't matter. Like with 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 the, with the match he's been given. Mm-hmm. It basically it's, it's it's sad because like it's like how can this how can this be with with Brock? Because there's loads of guys there. I mean, I I know people that wanted to work with him, and there are so many things that you can do. But it kind of reminds me of it, it's very strange, like the situation that we're in. If he does do the Armas match, because remember back in 2016 where he was worked with Dean Ambrose and he didn't want to do it, and he sat and he ruined the match, and he just like I don't want to do anything with you, I don't yeah. want to bleed, I don't want to take this, I want to take that, I want to fucking I'm going to win with one F five and and, and I'm doing ten minutes, 
And that was what, um, you know, Ambrose Moxley said, that he just didn't want to work with me and he didn't want to do anything. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. he was just a lazy piece of shit, basically. So, I mean, that could we be seeing, could we just be seeing that where he's just like, fuck it, I'm done, just pay me. I'll, do, I'll come in and do whatever you want. I'm getting, like, I'm getting millions to do it. I'll fucking just see out this contract and I'm done after SummerSlam. I'll have never come back. And he just mm-hmm. doesn't care anymore. Yeah, I mean, personally, my side, um, yeah, I mean, it could easily just be, like what you said, to build him back up, you know, Omos, have him squash Omos or whatever, if it is obviously a squash match in the end, um, you know, actually get that Brock Lesnar win back and then Brock can then disappear then for a little bit, can't he, then until SummerSlam after that, obviously come back, build up a feud for SummerSlam if need be and done, or he could literally just do Mania and just go, okay, bye. I was... Do you feel that it's possible, like, either one of you can take this, that perhaps he can win this match with Olmos, win the match with Lashley, and then his contract's up just after SummerSlam, and then just be the guy who goes into SummerSlam as that um, big threat for Cody, and Cody wins, and this is the, you know, the win that solidifies his reign, where it's Mm -hmm. like, I beat Roman, but I defended it against Brock, and we're really on this whole, you know, Cody is the new... Cena kind of thing, and then we're well on our way after SummerSlam, or is that just too too horrible to think about? I don't know. I don't know personally whether I would put Brock up against Cody. That's obviously if Cody wins the belts, isn't it? If they keep it on Roman again, they know you know that for a fact they're going to do another Roman versus Brock match before Brock goes. You know that. Well, well I guess this is I guess this is the <laughs> overriding question, and like that that needs that we what we send mm. around the room before we when we close out is like. Let's say Cody wins, and let's imagine the television product. Roman goes on his break. The Usos lose to Sammy mm. and Owens. So on Monday Night Raw, you've got Owens and Sammy as the tag team champions. We begin the Cody Rhodes reign as champion. Let's say, for example, his first feud is, I don't know, Bobby Lashley as a heel. Um, or, you know, just name anybody. Mm. His first feud is Gunther. His first feud is is Bobby Lashley, he's, you know, whoever. Like, they, they, yeah. there's, not, there's not a load of people. They turn Drew McIntyre, whatever you want. Like, let's imagine this television yeah. and the bloodline aren't on it. How much does the product suffer, like, as a result of it, if that yeah. is the genuine direction that they're going in? Yeah, it will suffer. It will suffer big time. Because the bloodline, like what you said a few times, is the biggest thing at the moment out there. It's the biggest merch sellers and everything. And if they're off the TV, they ain't going to get those merch sales down. It's not, it's not just that, though, is it? Like, it's not just that it's the biggest mm. merch seller because we don't give a fuck as a viewer what they're selling. We're not, I mean, we're no, insiders. That's why that. we know. But in terms yeah. of an entertainment, from an entertainment perspective, you're taking away the only storyline. And not only is it the best storyline, it's the best performance mm. as well. Like, there, there have been you know, I might be exaggerating though, but I will Oscar worthy, Oscar worthy or Emmy worthy performances within this storyline with, you know, the, the, the incident at the Royal rumble, the way Sammy acted, the way Roman acted, the way Jay acted. And that's been consistent throughout with the, the Jay Roman dynamic mm. has been, you know, brilliantly told throughout. Like everybody has, okay, this is a very simple storyline. It's a family. It's a mafia boss. He's in charge. Everybody has to like bow down to him. There's a little bit of re- teases of resistance. You know, you, you, we've seen it before. We've seen people leave the NWO. We've seen people like leave factions before. But the level of performance has been so much higher than anything else we've seen in the last 10 years that it's elevated the story. Now you take this story and these performers who are acting at the highest level we've seen in wrestling for years off television. Like, how does it look? Like, Cav, how does it look? to you um i think obviously you're gonna have to like you were saying the nwo thing like when things end you gotta like start new things and i think if cody wins we're gonna see the title defended like a lot and that's gonna be their whole push well now i'm champion i'm gonna defend the title all the time you're gonna see i'm a fighting champion i think that's gonna be their push for that um the whole almost and uh brock thing God, did that have vibes to me of Kali putting his foot on Undertaker's chest. And I'm terrified that this, because almost now just loses to anybody who is good, um, other than, you know, three jobbers at the same time. So he needs to get a win too. And 
if anybody is getting a win, I'm figuring, well, he's still there. <coughs> Brock is not. Um, so do they let almost get a win, which, oh, fuck. That, it just, it looks like that great Kali thing to me. Maybe a win with Lashley mm. interfering, and that's how you get back round to that. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. that would then work. That that I would accept because then it's like Brock wants to kill Lashley even more because he's pissed anyway, and he's like motherfucker. Now I lost to this asshole, so you know that that's a way to get around it for sure. Yeah, um, I, I I think my my fundamental worry is. I mean, I I'm. I don't. I'm not going to WrestleMania as things stand. Uh, I was very much hyped up for The Rock. Um, my my son has turned around and just made the decision for me. Like me and his mum agreed at the start of the year that um, I, I I I don't think. I think obviously schools important, but I don't think like I think education is important. But I don't think like the school system is that important over over life experience. I don't think. There's a lot of things there that you need to learn. I think there's a lot of it's a waste of time. Um, so if there's ever a chance to do something, um, which is a life experience, like go to a particular soccer game or whatever, uh, I, I, I do prefer to take him out. But his mum's obviously a difficult one to deal with. So we make an agreement on a certain number of days that he's allowed out. So he only has like three left. And he said... I don't want to lose the, use those three days for WrestleMania because actually WrestleMania has uh, the WrestleMania week the week before the SmackDown and all that stuff happens whilst he's at school. So we would have to leave on Thursday or Wednesday night or whatever. So he would use two of those days up. And he said, this WrestleMania, this WrestleMania is not good enough for me to use up those, those school days. I would rather see if Manchester United stay in the um, Europa League or if we have these midweek games or, or whatever. Like I would rather see how Manchester United do for the rest of the season uh, and use the days up there as opposed to going to watch this WrestleMania. Or I would rather go to, and he actually prefers like going to SummerSlam, Survivor Series, like things like he likes the, like us, the Survivor Series, the small arena show he, like, he enjoyed. The stadium stuff doesn't particularly like love that either. But he, he did say to me that mm. like this Cody-Roman match was a waste of his school days off and that he would rather go to school Keep save his three days and then go to drama school uh, during the, uh, go to the um, go to drama school during the Easter holidays, which is where you know where where I sent him for half term. So he, as a twelve year old, has decided that fuck this WrestleMania. I don't want it. I don't care about it. Like I, they promised me the Rock, which they didn't. But like they prom like in his eyes, the Rock was doing it, and without the Rock there, that as a kid, he's not invested in this. Um, and I just wonder how much of that there is i just wonder how many tickets really got sold by because of the rock they'll they're obviously the, the the company line is and the the saps and the melters are going to say well the rock wasn't advertised it was only you guys that were saying the rock was going to be there i didn't say he was going to be there like yes that's what they're going to turn around and say they're going to say that they didn't say it and the ww didn't say it and no, you can't sell tickets off the back of somebody that was never announced but we all know like in this 12 year old sitting here like knows what he wanted to go and see and what he doesn't now want to go and see. So what happens in terms of ticket resale and this event being a real sellout and interest in the event and, and, and everything, because here's one thing that I know, and I don't know if zero heard this story, but because they're on Peacock, they are continually beating their viewership each pay-per-view. So the Royal Rumble was announced as the most watched Royal Rumble of all time. When actually it was the most watched pay-per-view of all time, but they kept that line under wraps because they didn't want people to be uh, people to be aware that because of Peacock and nothing to do with the WWE Peacock subscribers that they were continually beating the record just because Peacock's numbers were growing. So very very quietly they saying the most watched Royal Rumble, the most watched Elimination Chamber. Mm. When actually mm. each pay-per-view is beating the next pay-per-view. So SummerSlam is going to beat WrestleMania, mm. but they're not going to say that. They're just going to say WrestleMania 39, the biggest, most watched pay-per-view in history. They already know they're going to say it. They've already planned to say it, and it will be factually correct until WrestleMania is fucking beaten by backlash or some shit or Money <laughs> in the Bank. Yeah. Um, because Peacock just keeps growing and growing and growing exponentially like each month. 
by the time like you know Peacock's going to be Peacock's going to have another fucking twenty million people by the time SummerSlam comes around with the, with with the way that they're yeah. signing up new people, but they're not going to say that SummerSlam beat WrestleMania. They're going to pretend it didn't. Like the, the same way they've not announced that the Royal Rumble is the most watched pay per view in history because it is. They just said it was the most watched Royal Rumble because they're saving it to pretend that WrestleMania is so much bigger than it is. I don't know if you heard that or knew that story. No, I didn't actually know. I um, I I thought they were like fudging some numbers somehow and that, but I didn't realize it was that bad. The numbers are true, but it's nothing to do with the WWE. Yeah. It's to do with the fact yeah. that Peacock is just absolutely killing it in terms of getting people to sign up with their free sign-up offers and whatnot. And WWE is available with adverts at a very low tier, and um, the, the net, mm. you know, without without those adverts at five dollars more, but at four ninety-nine. WWE Network is being easy is is easy to view, and you know if you watch a minute yeah. of if you watch a minute of a pay per view, you are counted towards this number. So yeah. that's essentially yeah. how they're doing it. Um, but they're not going to tell you that. Oh yeah, we're building Peacock of Peacock are elevating us to um, to this to this new level yeah. of viewership. They're they're trying to take all the credit themselves, which obviously they would because it's WWE. So yeah, um, yeah. No, I didn't hear that to be fair. So. No, that's what they're doing. WrestleMania 39 will be announced as the most watched pay-per-view in history. Like, I know that already. And that's and it, yeah. and it will be true, but it's not as big a deal as they're going to make it out to be. Um, does that have anything? Or I only have... Anything? I got one question before we uh, finish out for our guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, has there ever been a time that you've gotten a story that was like way too good to be true or just really good that you were real nervous about and just said... Even though I've been told this, I'm afraid to uh, report it, whether it be by backlash of having it be a real sensitive subject like a death or just really big news. And you said, I can't do this. And did it turn out to be true or false? Well, there's, there's a, you say that. I've actually started one right now, which I'm not, um, <laughs> I'm not putting out at the moment. But other, other people are sending it and that. And I'm just... I'm a little bit worried about posting it at the moment because uh, um, who did who did Vince write? <laughs> no, it's nothing to do with that. It's I'm nothing kidding. to do with that at all. I'm, yeah, no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's something like, I'm I'm in an iron about whether to put it out or whatever until, but now I've actually seen some people started talking about it. I might actually now drop it because there's been a few people talking about it now. So I might I might bring it up. I might put some stuff out about it to what I've heard. Billy had this uh, little problem, I think, and it was because of me, really. It was um, it was Daphne's oh, really? death. I had told Billy because oh, okay. I know a guy yeah. who knows a friend of hers, like very close friend, and I was like, yeah, she's already dead, and people were waiting for information, and I remember Billy was like, how sure are you? Because this is a big deal if we fuck this up. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I know the guy, yeah. but I'm like, I get it. I completely get it. That's a rough one to tell because if you are wrong, that's a f- that beep you want to open yourself up for shit. But um, it was the same with Scott Hall, wasn't it? Yeah, like, they turned him, when when they turned the machine off, and I was like, and we yeah, had we had a text from somebody in the room, so it was like. All right. Yeah, a, a friend of somebody that was in the room, and I saw the text message, so it was like. You can't say, yeah. well, this person said it, so shut the fuck up because you're not going, you know, then you're ruining the line of information you're getting and you'll be fucked forever. So it's just, yeah, well, yeah. take it or leave it. This is what it is. But yeah, there's there's been, I'm like with Billy, I'm the king of deaths for him. <laughs> well, I think it was, the, it was the other one as well. It was like where they got on my back where it was like, oh, Becky's announcement. And it was like, and I was like, oh, she's going to announce she's pregnant. And they were all like, Oh, it's, it's so personal. Like we all, Sap was like, Sap was like, oh, you should know. He goes, we, I knew, but I would never like stoop, stoop to that level oh. of like announcing something personal, someone's, someone's personal information. It was like, yeah, fuck off. Like, and it was old oh, Bray Wyatt's did, another did one was Bray Wyatt's mental health break. Did, didn't he put it out because that was pre-filmed and he actually put the spoilers out for it? Um, <laughs> I thought. No, well, he had a go at me for at doing it. I assume he did not. Like, I would assume that, it's wait. before she said it anywhere, though. You know, one of those like, oh, if if it's in the tapings, yeah. oh, I yeah. can say it because she's already said it, so it's okay. Mm. 
you know, everyone clutches yeah, their pearls. Yeah. But he always, but he needed to confirm it with the doc, with the doctor. Like he needed to confirm the pregnancy. Do you remember when, when WWE, the funny was when WWE posted out that Scott Hall had died and he tweeted out afterwards going, we can confirm that Scott Hall has passed away. <laughs> it was after WWE said he was dead. They go, we can confirm. <laughs> this is true. He's dead. It's like WWE shit. have got it have got it right, yeah. yeah. WWE have correct. Thanks. They are right. Good. Thanks. All right. Well, where can we find you, uh, X Zero, as we like to call you? Where's the best place we can find you? All your news, all your information. Where's our best spot to go? Uh, mainly on my Twitter, um, which is at News Zero. Um, and that's we do have other social medias, but yeah, with an X, yeah, and hardly hardly use the other ones like insta and stuff like that we're hardly on that um we have got a bit of a website where we put things out on and um we've also got a patreon which our patrons actually free so any information we put on there we actually post for free on it at the moment um that's what's the, the plan with that like because <laughs> if you're doing a free patreon it's like there's there's no difference in the twitter so why are you doing that what's the plan with that the Patreon in time, I'm start. Well, I'm I'm merging stuff in. I'm going to stop using the Patreon soon and actually start using my website fully soon. Because um, I've got a membership area which I'm building up on there. Because uh, Patreon, I I I'm starting to hate now because obviously you can't manage most of the stuff through there. Whereas I've built an actual membership area for the website which I'm doing, and um, yeah, so it could be a lot more micromanaged and a lot more sort of friendly sort of plans and stuff like that really so the patreon soon is going to be scrapped and i'm going to move everything over to uh a membership a membership system on my website where i can then do sort of similar to patreon where you can do different tiers and that and they get different information but it's gonna be a lot more easier to manage and the site as well has got several people then who can post to it rather than just me on patreon all of the other people who work who do bits and pieces for me they've got access to the website so they'll be able to post everything through there as well if like if i'm not about and stuff so yeah yes yeah, so you want to get fully, you want to get fully involved in this and, and expand whereas mm. we've just kind of been the um we, we've kind of just been around to uh to annoy people really i think it's mm. collaboration yeah. time between I mean, the two of you guys you guys could uh take over a lot yeah. of shit well, I always I've been yeah. saying that for a while in terms of like as as I said there is there are people out there you Brad um, and him a, Jesus Christ <laughs> that would be a, not just that, that's a fucking three headed monster yeah but there are there, as I said there are there are more people as well like in terms of um you know that that, that are out there who who don't who don't like the um the saps and the satins and the melters and I mean it's particularly like Sean Ross Sap has really got on the wrong side of a. Uh, a lot of people and it's hurt like a lot of people like in terms of their businesses and whatnot so you they've done a lot of damage a fucking yeah. network where it's all you guys against them and rip them apart everybody would go mm. to your guys yeah. spot and you would have like reports from each person on the entire website mm. something to think about billy yeah. where do we find your nonsense yeah so i mean i'm uh, i'm about to go and do keep it 100 now uh, my um, my betting stuff is still lockbetting.com now goes to a website not a Patreon um, if you go to the, um, the gum yard is it? gum road gum sorry. road <laughs> fucking wrong every week if you go to the gum road site which you can find on the Twitter account at lockbetting.com um, you'll be able to get a discount if you use the promo code uh, K100 or the promo code podcast you can get 10% discount on the packages the wrestling stuff is at the dirty sheets.com. Hasn't been anything posted for three or four days because there hasn't really been anything going on. Last thing we spoke about was that um, Nick Khan and the WWE were waiting for the XFL rating before they committed to anything um, for WrestleMania, which they would, would do this week. Um, you know, it's Cody and Roman did not face off on Monday. Um, that's because WWE were looking at the the XFL rating. I think they were going to make one more approach for The Rock, whether it be in the tag capacity, whether it be as the, as some sort of referee or whatever. They do want The Rock on the show, and they feel that it's it's weird because The Rock's the, the XFL's failure 
would be to the WWE's benefit, and WWE probably did benefit from that. So I think the chances of The Rock coming in probably improved um, over the weekend, but it's all getting very late now. It's not going to be the story it should be if he comes in at this point and does anything, even if he's a referee or anything. But um, but yeah, um, so we, we did talk about that on, on our last report. But yeah, this stuff going out as and when something actually happens. And as I always say about these dirt shits, um, you know, there isn't, if you if you if you're really in the know, there isn't actually six or seven things that happen a day. You can manufacture six or seven things that happen a day, but look, me and Cav, we get the we get the um, what's his what's his um, what's his thing called? Oh, shit, I've forgotten what it's called. Saps. Oh, saps. Uh, the run sheets. Fight, fightful. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. We we get we get we get fightful. And it's fucking garbage. Like I actually it tells got you who it. The producers we, are every week. Fuck. We got it. We got it with the intention of posting it on Twitter. And the only reason we would post it would be to see, would be not to not in the you know the idea was to spoil it in terms of posting his shit out for free so that people would unsubscribe so they knew where else to get it. We didn't intend mm. to post how boring. And pointless it was in order to show people. But actually, it's fucking pointless. The guy sometimes just posts tweets and uh, posts and stories to talk about something. And it's just a case of, oh, this was going to happen, and then it didn't happen. And they talked about possibly doing this, and then they didn't do this. And there's still a possibility of this. And they might do that, but we don't know for sure because we haven't had it confirmed. It's like just made-up shit. And by the end, it starts with some made-up shit. And by the end of it, he doesn't know if the made-up shit is happening or not. And it's paragraphs and paragraphs of bullshit and pointless content. If you want pointless, fucking meaningless content and bullshit information you don't need, go to Sean Ross Sapp and bore yourself to death. Um, if you want real news, as in when it actually happens, and sometimes you don't get something for five days, and sometimes you get two massive things two days in a row, then, then come to me because I've got a much higher accuracy rate than him and Meltzer over the last um, seven or eight years. And um, yeah, thedaysheets.com is where you can go and Fightful is where you want to go if you want to get bored to death and read some bullshit waffle that doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, all my nonsense is at Lingus Mafia. Anywhere you want to find podcasts, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, just type in Lingus Mafia. That's patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia on there, too. You can find all of my nonsense. Uh, for News Zero for Billy Body, for myself, we'll see you next week. <laughs>